Welcome to the How to Start a Career course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the secret job search strategies of top candidates to find meaningful work, build your network, and have long-lasting career success. If you want to learn how to land your dream job in any type of market, join us at plato.university for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, welcome back. In the previous lesson, we focused on developing a portfolio for ourselves, including some actual case studies that showcase to employers we actually have the skills that they need in order to solve the problems in their business. We discussed why the portfolio is often more times important than a resume. Again, because you can actually showcase with tangible evidence pointing to something that you solve the problem, rather than just having a sentence on your resume that says you could solve the problem. However, the job application process still requires a resume. So even though it's not as important as your portfolio, we still want to make sure it's in tip top shape. So that's what we're going to dive in today. How to create a killer resume. Let's first start with what a resume is. I mean, how much time have you ever actually thought about what a resume is? A resume is one of the most biased documents in the world. You spend countless hours creating a one to two page document about all of the great things about you and none of the bad. On top of that, people tend to lie or exaggerate on their resumes, and this makes recruiters a little skeptical when reviewing them. Because of this, recruiters take what's written on a resume with a grain of salt. It's your job to prove to them that your resume is not made up and that you actually have done everything that you said you did on that piece of paper. This is why it's often more important who you hand your resume to than what's on your actual resume, but we'll cover more about that later. You can have the best resume in the world and be the most qualified, but all of that won't matter if your resume is not given a fair shot. Now, something to keep in mind with resumes is that in the beginning, it might not actually be seen by a person. Most companies use an applicant tracking system, ATS, which are computer systems that screen your resume. If your resume doesn't comply with the rules, for example, having misspelled words, it may be eliminated before a person ever sees it. So it's your job to craft a resume both humans and computers can read. An applicant tracking system filters applications automatically based on given criteria, such as keywords, skills, former employers, years of experience, and schools attended. This is one of the reasons we spent so much time in the research phase of gathering up different job descriptions and filtering out for their keywords. You need to use the keywords that the companies you are applying for are looking for. The old way of having one resume and using it to apply to every company is long gone. You need to make sure you have custom resumes for each role you are interested in. This is a big reason why having the sniper approach that we spoke about earlier is crucial to your job search. Now we touched on this before, but do you really need a resume? Well, no, you don't, and yes, you do. You already sort of have a resume with both your portfolio and online profiles. What, you, what an employer finds out about you by simply searching on your name helps determine whether you get hired or not. So you need to spend the time cleaning up what they'll find before they find it. But this alone is not enough. You need to summarize and organize the information about yourself in one place, online and off. And that means you still need to write the traditional resume. And as you do this, remember what the primary purpose of the resume is. To get yourself invited for an interview. Once you're in that interview, your primary purpose is to get invited back for a second interview. And the primary purpose of that second or subsequent interviews are there to help them decide that they like you and want you. 
So now we know what a resume is, what the purpose of it, and the types of resumes, and the two systems that are going to be looking at it, the applicant tracking system, and then finally a human after it's gone through that. So what's the best way to build our resume so that it makes it through all these filters and we actually hit our primary purpose of getting invited for that interview? When preparing to write your resume, take out a blank piece of paper or start a new document on your computer and write the places that you've been employed, your job titles, and the dates of your employment. Then write down your most important duties, activities, projects, accomplishments, and so on. Use numbers to support when possible. Here's some questions that'll help you get started in writing these things down. What were you most proud of in your role at this organization? What key projects did you work on? What was accomplished in these projects? And what was the most important role or responsibility you had? Who benefited from your work and how? What did you do to increase sales, revenue, bring in new clients or customers? And how did you accomplish this? What skills or knowledge were needed? How did you save money for your organization? What cost-cutting procedures did you implement? What skills or knowledge were needed for that? What improvements did you make for the organization or your area of work? How was the organization or your team better because you were there? What were the key skills you needed to succeed in your role? What were the key personality traits needed to succeed in your role? What are the keywords for your field or position and how can you include them in your resume? Where did you go above and beyond your job description to do something unique, creative, or inventive for the organization? Going through those questions will help you jog your memory about your past experiences. Then, take some time to roughly write down your contact information, your past education and skills, any professional education that you've done, or professional credentials that you've got. Pull in the different skills that you've taken in your skills inventory and bring them here. Write down any sort of accomplishments or awards that you've received during these experiences. List out any community, civic involvement, or volunteer experiences that you've done any professional development courses, and then we'll move to actually building out your resume once you have all this information collected. Now, there's typically three types of resume formats that are used. The first is chronological, which is the most frequently used format. You're going to use this format when your work history is stable and your professional growth is consistent with the profession. The chronological format is exactly as it sounds. It follows your work history backward from the current job, listing the company's dates and responsibilities. The next type is functional. This type of resume concentrates on the skills and responsibilities that you bring to the target job and de-emphasizes when, where, and how you got that experience. This resume format is useful when changing careers, returning to the workplace or the profession after an absence, or when current responsibilities don't entirely relate to the job you want. It is written with the most relevant experience to the job you're seeking, place first, and de-emphasizes jobs, employment dates, and job titles by placing them toward the end. The third type is a combination of the two. Use this format if you have a steady work history with demonstrated growth and if you're continuing progression within an industry or profession. It often starts with a brief performance file, then lists off job-specific skills relevant to the objective, and segues into a chronological format that lists how, where, and when these skills were acquired. Now, of course, I'm going to include some links to templates and examples of resumes that are going to help you beat the applicant tracking system and actually get your resume into a person. But I'm going to list out some major sections here and ways to approach it so that you have a good idea of how to begin building this for yourself. So at the top, you should have your name and contact information clearly and easily legible. Next, have some sort of target job title right after your contact information. This will help your visibility in database searches and will give human eyes an immediate focus. 
Use the most common job title for your target job. Underneath this, you can have some sort of performance profile or career summary. This captures the essence of the professional you that relates to all the job descriptions that we pulled from before. This should have a very short two to three line description followed by some bullet points that can act as career highlights. So look through all your job experiences and which ones show the skills or results that the employer you're applying to is looking for. Include those in your career summary. This will help your resume's database visibility and will immediately resonate with the recruiter. Next, create a section that's your core competencies or skills. Here you want to be specific and detailed. This is going to be a bolted list of keywords that you identified in your research. This gives the reader an immediate focus, and each word can be repeated in the context of the job to which it was applied. These professional skills are usually listed on your resume in three columns. You should take the time to make sure that they read in order of importance. Doing so subtly speaks to your understanding of what is important, with the most important skills reading across the columns from left to right, just as you're reading sentences in a book. Next is when we're going to want to move into our professional experience, where you have the company name and location, job title and employment dates, and then listing out some of the skills and experiences that you had on that job, specifically stating results that you got for these companies. Again, this can easily be done in bulleted lists and using specific keywords that your employer is looking for. Next, you want to talk about your education. Now, this may come at the front of the resume if these credentials are critical or especially relevant to your target job or they're highlighting one of your greatest strengths. Otherwise, put your professional experience first and go through the same process with your professional experience. Make sure you're listing the skills that are most relevant to what the employer is looking for. Then finally, list any licenses, professional accreditations, or professional development that you've done that relates to this job. Additionally, you can list out any volunteering experience that may also relate to this job. Regardless of what you put on this resume, you want to make sure that it's focused. I'm a strong believer in trying to get your resume down into one page. Remember, they're looking at hundreds of these and are trying to go through them as quickly as possible. If you're early in your career or have large gaps in your resume, you may want to add projects or extracurricular activities to your resume. You can always quote a reference or two on the page, but you can also save this for your portfolio as well. If you have a decade or more of experience or moved around a lot, focus on the last seven years and the experience that you've had there or the ones that are most pertinent to this job. Now, as you start developing this resume, here's some things to keep in mind. Use your resume to tell your story. Describe all education and experience in ways that are relevant to the position you're seeking. Make sure that you're selling your strengths. Don't make the employer dig for information. They're not going to spend much time doing so. Use keywords that are related to your field. Make sure that you avoid describing yourself in positive terms that can't be supported by evidence. Focus on facts and what you did. And this means including numbers and statistics when relevant. If you raised funds, indicate the amount. If you increase customer satisfaction, by how much? When you're listing out your educational experience, include your GPA if it's a 3.0 or above. Remember to include honors, awards, and scholarships that you may have received as well. Now, if a lot of your experience was in some subculture that isn't like the regular job market, for instance, you worked in the military or were a clergy, get some help in translating your experience into the language of employers. For example, when working in the military and commanding others, you can replace that word by supervised which is more commonly used in other employment fields. As you go through this process, be prepared to alter and target your resume for every position you're applying to. Adjust your descriptions of your experience and education to best fit the skills needed for the position. 
A generic resume that isn't adjusted for a position will weaken your odds of being selected for an interview. Always create a PDF document of your resume when you send it via email or upload to a website. The PDF document will preserve your resume's appearance and keep all the bullet points and fonts looking the way you intended. Make sure that you don't include any photos, tables, or graphs because computers can't read them and it won't make it through the applicant tracking system. Finally, after you've created your resume, ask someone you trust to review it or even offer a friendly face at a cafe a free drink if they'll give you an impression of your background from a cold read of your resume. Hiring managers are, are similar to strangers. They have no idea who you are and are instead looking for a reason to quickly pass over you or put you in the next steps pile. These people will often catch errors and typos that might eliminate you from consideration. You can also show your resume to someone in your career field with whom you are conducting an informational interview. Ask for suggestions or ideas for improving it, and they will follow through with the recommendations. So for our activity today, no surprise, but I would like you to create your resume. I'll have templates and links for you inside the Plato University platform to give you an extra head start. If you're not already a member of Plato University, you can join for free. Just follow the link inside the description. Once you've created your resume, send it to others for feedback. Friends, colleagues, strangers, but most importantly, the type of people that are working in the industry that you want to work in. Maybe even the people that are working at the companies you want to work at. Because if they like your resume, they may just hand it off to somebody who could hire you which is a secret little hack that we'll cover here in just a few lessons. Thank you for taking the How to Start a Career course to get everything you need for your job search, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners. Then visit plato.university slash courses slash career and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash career. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.